Hello and welcome to the Biosat Podcast. I'm Alex Miller, and in this episode, we're looking to the skies with two leaders from our business aviation sector, Claudio D'Amico and James Person. All right, well, uh, we're here on the Biosat Pod today with Claudio D'Amico, who's the business area director for business aviation. Thanks for being on, Claudio. Great to see you. Thanks, Alex. Good to be here. And we've also got James Person, uh, Senior Director of Global Business Development for Business and VVIP Aviation. Great to see you too, James. Thanks for being here. Of course, Alex. Great to be here too. All right. So, you know, on, on the aviation side, whether it's commercial or, or business, there's been obviously a lot of upheaval in the last couple of years. The pandemic kind of threw everything into a tailspin, all kinds of metaphors there that'll apply. But on the business aviation side, it's been a little bit of a different story. Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I wanted to ask, what do we mean when we say business aviation? So we might have this idea of what a business jet or even a private jet looks like and, and who those people are. And, and I'm sure some of them are probably true, uh, whether it's uh, you know Hollywood luminaries or, or business execs, but I think there's a lot more to that story. So I wanted to start out, Claudia, by asking, like, who are these people who fly privately and uh, where are they going? Yeah, so there's there's really uh, you can talk about general aviation and you can talk about business aviation. So when we are talking about general aviation, is a very large market that includes everything from helicopters to piston aircrafts to turboprops and then the jets. Uh, that's a market that has globally roughly around four hundred thousand aircraft. Uh, in terms of, uh, of business aviation, really, we're talking about 21, 22,000 of those aircrafts, and they're made by, you know, the small jets and up all the way up to your, your Gulfstream, uh, large cabin aircraft, Dassault, large cabin aircraft, Bombardier, as well as some of the uh, airliners converted into, uh, into a private aircraft. So that's a much smaller market. We here at Viasat, we address today a segment of that market, which includes the super mid aircraft and the large cabin aircraft. So we're addressing a, a portion of that market. Um, that market itself has a very high demand for performance and connectivity when it comes to the, uh, the cabin of those aircrafts. Those operators, they are investing millions of dollars on those assets to transport them from uh, uh, from one place to another. And while they're on that aircraft, they're looking to have the best connectivity possible. But it's not, back to your original question, it's not just around those uh, high net worth individuals or corporations, right? So uh, the bulk of uh, business aviation is really the small and uh, mid-sized aircrafts that fly all across the country. One statistic of fact here that I'd like to share is that when you think about the total number of general aviation or business aviation airports in the United States, it's about 5,000 airports compared to about 500 commercial uh, airports that are in the US. What that does is that creates an opportunity for the operators of those aircrafts to bring and fly much closer to where they operate in all corners of the US. So uh, their demand really is to have flexibility around you know, where they fly and then while they do it, have uh, really good connectivity. 
So can you give an example of a business, uh, one of those kind of smaller businesses and, and why they would use a private or business jet or even a smaller plane? So you can have a, a mid-sized business that has two manufacturing facilities in, in locations in one in the Midwest, for example, and one on the East Coast. And they can use that aircraft to fly people uh, across uh, those two different facilities. Uh, so that, that's one example that we see commonly. And what we do see is that the make of our customers today is really the majority of our customers are corporations. So 80% of our customers today, the business for, for Viasat's business aviation, are corporations. A smaller part of those customers uh, are the high net worth individuals that own their own aircraft. One thing that we've seen in the last couple of years is really the growth of the fractionals. So fractionals are uh, aircrafts that are owned by a pool of people. They're managed by uh, fractional operators. And we've seen a lot of growth on that segment of the market. And, and some corporations are actually adopting that fractional ownership as well for to have access to these aircrafts and at the same time uh, optimize their cost in terms of uh, not just having to own that asset all by themselves. So when it comes to uh, this type of connectivity for business aviation, what kind of options do they have for in-flight connectivity and, and where does Viasat fit into that? We've been in this industry for quite some time and uh, there are several solutions out there. There's, uh, there's your traditional air-to-ground solution. There are L-band solutions. Those solutions have some limitation in terms of the capacity that they bring. Uh, there are some KU solutions that are available today Viaset does also offer a KU solution, and there are KA solutions. So there's, there's several options out there. One of the biggest challenge that every type of uh, a connectivity provider has faced is, is the ability to bring enough capacity to meet the operational requirements of these aircrafts. Uh, so where we fit in today is we're delivering the fastest uh, and the most reliable connectivity experience with our KA band solution today. We are able to do that because we have these massive amounts of capacity with our, with our satellites that we design and build. And then with that capacity, now we have the ability to really change a little bit how, how the connectivity is being delivered across all of these uh, aircraft platforms. Think about, uh, for example, the way the plans, uh, the service plans have been designed Right? They were somewhat designed by some of the limitations of what the other connectivity providers had, which was capacity. So they value those plans around pricing the fastest uh, plans with the highest amount of dollars attributed to them. What we've done is we're providing the same really good experience across all of our service plans. So independent of the uh, data allocation, how much data you need, we're providing the same performance. And we're able to do that with the capacity that we bring. Last year, we talked about how we remove the speed limits on our plans. And all of our plans deliver a typical experience greater than 20 megabits per second. But we see a lot of customers uh, sending screenshots of speeds of up to 80, 90 megabits per second, which is really enabling them to do whatever they, they like to do uh, inside their, their aircrafts while they're, uh, they're moving from point A to point B. Right. Yeah. And with Viasat's KA band satellites, which are the higher frequency ones, 
we're serving on commercial airlines, many, many customers uh, with pretty high speed. So if you're on a, a business jet with just a few people, I imagine that's, uh, that's even more of a good experience. That's right. That's right. And we can definitely offer a differentiated experience there. Uh, but it's not just about the speed, right? It's about the flexibility and how these operators are utilizing that aircraft. So one of the things that we've learned in the market is that you have these different aircrafts or different airframes that have different operational profiles, and then they have specific needs. So some operate those aircrafts regionally, some operate these aircrafts globally, some uh, aircraft operators have specific passenger needs, some with uh, really high data demands, and some that use that for some more basic applications such as email or text. So the idea is how do we create plans and solutions that deliver a really good experience across any operational profile, but at the same time, match what those operators are looking for in terms of an overall connectivity, pricing, and experience? You know, we, we also see um, a whole new category of types of applications that are used on business aircraft that you typically don't see on a commercial airliner. So since it's usually one company that has their executives on the aircraft, they're using it as a time machine, right? As Claudio talked about heading out to the factory or heading out to one of their facilities, these executives are, are getting work done. And so they can be having Zoom calls just like we're having here, or, or they can be doing voice calls. These are kinds of things you're not going to be able to do on a commercial airliner, but um, the capacity that we're providing on our network are what enables that and allows these business people to get work done on their business aircraft. Yeah, that's a really good point. And not too long ago, that was all just dead time. Well, you could be, you could be working offline, but uh, you can, can do a lot more when you're online. So one of the things uh, that we uh, have noticed, you know, with the pandemic is that some, some kind of trends have come out of that, especially on the business aviation side, both on the, you know, the operators and how the passengers and crews are relying on connectivity. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what we've seen in the last, uh, what, almost two years now. So, you know, one of the things that uh, we continue to see is that the demand for data is increasing. And right? so now that we have uh, more capable uh, devices with uh, fasting processing speeds, we have higher definition video. We're seeing that demand inside the cabin of the aircraft as well. So what we've been seeing is more and more uh, of video streaming, as well as communication applications that have video as well. So uh, video calls. So we've seen a lot of those requirements uh, in our passengers using those types of applications today very successfully. And uh, the feedback that we're getting is that, whoa, this really works like we're at, uh, on the ground or we're uh, on our cell phones. So it's been a good feedback. I think the trend is for that to continue. Looking forward to see what the new technology will be that will be uh, that will demand more data, but I think we'll be in a good position to support that with what we're going to be bringing here with Viasat 3 and, and the new constellations that we're working with. You know, Claudio and, and Alex, there was another very specific COVID trend we can talk about, and that was after the V-shaped drop in business aviation, which happened very quickly, right? Like what was that over just one quarter, right? Claudio came back, 
But when we looked at the makeup of the passengers in those aircraft during COVID, it was much more of the families and, and leisure travel as people were trying to get grandma home to see their grandkids or move people and their families around. And it's interesting because it took a while for the business travelers to come back and they are coming back. And in fact, it's higher levels of flight hours and business aviation than it was pre-COVID, but that's driven by a big uptick in personal travel, people using it for personal safety and security. And I think that drove a lot of what we saw in terms of growth in the fractional owners. Uh, we saw there's a lot of demand now that fractional ownership, you know, the large fractional operators, they're no longer able to meet that demand given uh, the amount of people that are now that saw that benefit uh, of business aviation and have adhered to it. So, so there's the growth in that specific segment driven by the things that James described was, uh, was really interesting. And, and the concern was, uh, is that really here to stay or is that just a spur of the moment during COVID? But what we're seeing now is that demand continues to grow and, uh, and those business models are being looked at. And uh, we have uh, a lot of excitement around being able to support those fractional operators as well. So another thing I was wondering about was, uh, did we see businesses saying, hey, you know, during this, this pandemic, especially before vaccines were available, if I can, I'm going to send our employees on, you know, these private jets rather than putting them on commercial just for safety. Did we see uh, that driving some of these trends? Yes, we have seen some of that happen as well. Even before the pandemic, you know, business aviation, it might surprise people, but uh, fewer than 50% of the flights have their top executives on it. And that's for those examples like Claudia was talking about earlier. But what we saw is corporations who have their own private jets allowing or really requiring a, a whole nother tier of employees to use the private aircraft to fly for their own safety and you know to prevent spread of, of COVID. So yes, that did open up a private flying to a whole level of, of executives within companies. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, so moving on, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some new things. Uh, so there's a new option called Viasat Select, which uh, I think does a lot to address some of the different uh, connectivity needs, depending on the, the customers. So I want to ask uh, a little bit about what, what that's all about and how it's uh, meeting those needs. Yeah, I'll take that one. So Viaset Select is a combination of things, really an unprecedented offering that gives business jet owners performance, flexibility, and value for their connectivity. And Basically, what it gives is whether it's a super mid-cabin aircraft or a large cabin aircraft, the business jet operators can now buy that Viaset KBN service directly from Viaset, along with the uncapped speeds that Claudio talked about and some new plans. So regional plans for business jet operators who might be based in the US and typically fly only in, in North America or based in Europe and only fly within Europe. So we were able to combine all these things together because all the pieces came together, coverage where they needed it, this new advanced Viaset K-band hardware for the aircraft, everything from the super mid cabins like Claudia was talking about up through long range aircraft. And then combining that with new um, customer service team that we have and applications to support direct service. All that taken together is what Viaset Select is about. Okay. And so the difference is you know, previously, you know, we would offer our, our service, our equipment 
through a value-added reseller of sorts. And now it's kind of more of a direct model. Is that the best way to describe it? That's a big part of it. You're right. So previously, if you wanted via set service, you had to go through a value-added reseller. And we value our value-added resellers. We have them for a reason. And a number of flight departments, the people who operate the aircraft on the behalf of the corporations or individuals, often like to get a single bill or have multiple services from a value-added reseller. But if, if you have a smaller aircraft and that's not something you need and you prefer to go directly to the source, we've opened up that option as well. And so you're right, that's a big part of Viaset Select is being able to go directly to Viaset who not only design and build the satellites as Claudio talked about, but we design and build the hardware and the aircraft. And we even have a, a router, our own router inside the cabin and with applications on that that allow the flight department to optimize that connectivity solution for their passengers on board. And to complement what James was saying in terms of the flexibility, right? There's the flexibility for uh, a selection of specific uh, service plan that meets that operational profile of the aircraft. But we also believe in the flexibility for the, the users, right? To decide how they want to uh, contract or service. There are a lot of value with uh, doing that directly with Viaset, but there are some operators that do have other services that Viaset does not, and uh, they, they, they procure that from the value-added reseller. So we want to give, at the end of the day, the flexibility for, for those uh, operators to, to decide on what's the best plan and what's the best relationship that they want to establish in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, it really ties into uh, those options, but also the the vertically integrated model that Viaset is is becoming known for in the industry, in all of our different business areas where we're making the satellite, all the way down to the modem and everything in between. Really gives you a lot more ability to kind of fine tune the system. So Viaset Select does that uh, differentiate Viaset in the industry? Are there other companies do that, or is this kind of new? There's really nothing like this combination in the industry. So, so people who are looking for connectivity options in business aviation, before, if, if they wanted additional speed, they would have to pay higher uh, fees per month. With Viaset Select, everybody gets the same speed. Uh, you're just paying for an amount of data. Combined with the ability to go all the way down, and, you know, and we harp on this because it's really the first time that these mid-size aircraft, what we call the super mid-cabin aircraft, that are really reasonably priced can get the same type of connectivity experience that before was really only in the purview of people who bought the long-range large cabin aircraft. And, and those are typically you know, the, the largest corporations getting those. But we've opened it up to a whole nother segment of, of the market. And being able to come directly to Viaset, uh, directly to the source, that's something that no one else is doing as well. And then the rates that we're charging for it, I mean, it's very impressive and, and very approachable for people to now get connectivity that's the best in the industry. It also enables us to learn directly from customers what are some of the additional needs that they have. And with that learning, leverage the vertical integration that we've discussed to continue to iterate and create other value-added solutions to these operators. Viaset Select just rolled out fairly recently. Was this uh, was it a particular reason to do it now? Was it an important time to uh, to bring it out? Viaset launched uh, Viaset Select for business aviation because we now have all the pieces in place. So 
its the Viaset K-band coverage, the high capacity satellite coverage where business aviation happens. So that coverage is in place. The advanced hardware for the aircraft, you know, the antenna and everything else that we put on the aircraft from the large cabin all the way down to the super mid cabin aircraft and the customer service and support and the applications that make it all together. All those pieces are now together and in place. And so that's what enabled us to, to launch Viaset Select now. So I wanted to uh, move to a little bit looking at the future. So we have a new constellation of satellites. It's a three satellites that'll cover most of the globe called Viasat 3. Uh, and they're gonna be launching over the next couple of years and covering all of these areas where all of these planes fly, which right now is, is kind of a, a mix of different satellites. And, and this will give these operators a chance to kind of stay on one network. So what does that mean for the, the business aviation segment in terms of uh, you know, the future growth? Right. So the, the Viasat KA band coverage, which is our high speed network, while it covers more than 90% of where business aviation happens, and that's North and Central America and Europe and the flight paths in between, it's not global. Right, We put uh, our massive amounts of capacity in a concentrated area on purpose, but what Viasat 3 does with those three satellites, they will cover the world, so it will give us that full coverage of the entire globe, and it also gives us additional capacity because, as we know, whether you have a smartphone or are thinking about your connectivity at home, your internet demands in terms of amount of data consumed never slows down. It always increases. And Viasat 3 brings us additional capacity so that we can continue to provide additional speeds and additional services that business jet flyers require when they're flying. And so we're waiting for that one to launch, but we're still moving ahead. We've got all these other arrangements with other satellite providers, uh, and we just added some for business aviation in Brazil. So I wanted to ask, uh, you know, how that came about and why that's important right now. Well, one of the business aviation manufacturers is Embraer and they're a Brazilian company. And it's important to have our connectivity where those aircraft are, are made, but also Brazil on its own is a big business aviation market. It's a big country and similar to the U.S. where you know, as Claudia was talking about uh, companies having to get to their factories, you can imagine that on an even much larger scale than need to do that in a country like Brazil. So it's a, an important market for us, and it uh, begins our, our focus in South America. It also enables uh, operators that uh, eventually fly down to that region to continue to use the, you know, our, our KA system while flying over Brazil, which is has a huge landmass, as James described, but uh, it not it doesn't just open up the market for business aviation within Brazil, right? For high capacity connectivity, but it also enables those uh, operators that have our system equipped to transition and fly into Brazil and continue to experience that uh, that connectivity that we uh, offer elsewhere. Well, it sounds really exciting, and you know, with all these uh, improvements, both in the service and some of the equipment, the satellites. Uh, What's the outlook for the business aviation team uh, going forward in the next couple of years? Well, it, it's certainly an exciting time at, at Viaset in general and in our business aviation team. So I'll start with what's on my list, and I'm sure Claudia will, will fill that out. So, of course, with Viaset Select, we plan and we are reaching more customers directly. So that's the big part of, of what we're doing in addition to what we do through our, through our channels. 
we also have an increased global focus with Viasat 3 and, and the other satellites that we're using in the interim. Um, a lot of new markets for us to cover business aviation. More applications for use on the aircraft. So that's something we're always working on to augment the connectivity that we provide. And then I would say an expansion into uh, different sizes of business aircraft than what we cover today. You know, as Claudio talked about, we cover about a third of the market today, but with new hardware and, and new satellite networks, um, you know, we can open that up and, and cover many more sizes of business aircraft. Yeah, and I think you, you covered the majority of the, the important points there, James. And there, there's two things that are really high on my list right now. One of them is, is really learning from Biaset Select and understanding how can we further enhance the connectivity solution to the operators, right? So I think we made a, a very uh, important step in that direction to meet some specific needs for, for operators in terms of flexibility, performance, and value, right? But there are uh, other things that I believe we can unlock as, uh, as we develop those relationships and, and learn more from, from our customers directly. So yeah, value-added services is, is something that we're are looking looking to to further uh, explore. The second point is is really how can we provide solutions for segments of the market that we're not addressing today. I think that some of the trends that we've seen recently, you know, with COVID and the uh, the growth that uh, in the business aviation market, I think there's opportunities for us to expand into new airframes and uh, and continue to bring that uh, connectivity across uh, new platforms and markets. So th those are the two exciting things for us. Well, hey, you know, one other thing I wanted to ask about was uh, connectivity for the crew. How big a factor is that? Yeah, so today the crew actually does use the connectivity that's available in the cabin, you know, at some point. They don't use for flight safety issues or cockpit data link, which are, there are a lot of requirements, specific requirements around that connectivity and our, and our system does not address that today. But the, in terms of productivity and being able to access certain information, the crew already uses our connectivity uh, to an extent. Part of what we'd like to understand and learn is how can we further enhance that productivity for the crew. So one of the things that we've done with Viaset Select is create what we call a, uh, a crew application, right? So there is an application that enables the crew to look at the performance of the connectivity and then uh, address if there's any issues uh, with the connectivity. So that's something that we're, we're looking to do and, and continue to enhance on so that they can have more time to focus on what's important in terms of the flight and, and, and safety aspects of, of transporting their passengers. So they, if they don't have to worry about the connectivity piece and they have the information around how connectivity is performing uh, and then be able to troubleshoot the connectivity, then that frees uh, more time for the crew to do what they uh they're really meant to do on the aircraft. And what we've seen really, right, why this is important is, is that more and more connectivity, it's a flight critical for those passengers, right? Back in uh, many years ago, if you, if you didn't have connectivity, you know, that's okay, you could continue to have a flight, but in some business, business jet flights today, if you don't have connectivity, the, the passenger will abort that mission, will fly a different aircraft if that's available, because of connectivity. So creating these tools and to the crew and developing enhanced management tools for the crew to look at the connectivity is something that we feel is important 
and helps with their productivity as this becomes more and more important for those aircraft operators. All right. Well, Claudio, D'Amico, and James Person, thanks so much for uh, giving us an update on uh, Bicep Business Aviation and all the, the cool stuff that's going on and, and a look into the future. It's, uh, it's been great talking to you and appreciate your time. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Biasat Podcast. If you know someone you think would be interested in what you've heard on this episode, please share. You can always find the latest episodes on our blog at biasat.com, and you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or just about anywhere you get your podcasts. 